My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Well, hello and welcome to another episode here over at the Rent Perfect Podcast. I have Jake from State Farm with me today. <laughs> Jake, uh, Scott Yuri, good friend of mine, insurance agent. Been there for how long, Scott? 20 years. 20, 20 years. years as a State Farm insurance agent. Uh, we certainly appreciate you joining us today. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, I am wearing my khakis and my uh, red <laughs> shirt, so uh, luckily it's not 3 a.m., but Those are uh, great commercials. Good to go, right? That's awesome. <laughs> hey, what are we going to talk about today? Well, today I'd like to address a little bit about renter's insurance. I'd like um, that, too. I think a lot of our Rent Perfect Nation, um, you know, it's one thing that as a landlord myself, sometimes we say we want, but we don't demand. Yeah. You know, one of those things where there's a whole process of onboarding something. We get to the end. We're happy to have our places full, but we don't say, okay, now let me see your renter's insurance policy. Yep. So I'm excited that we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, and I hear Rent Perfect makes it really easy. So that's really nice that you can write on the system, be able to do that for your clients. We do. And so when a client signs up and gets approved, they get uh, they can buy renter's insurance right on our site for $4.51 for just a liability portion. But we want to talk about more, and we want them to actually get content coverage. And I'm gl- grateful you're here. Um, I want to note that our pros- our product online is not State Farm. I wish it was because <laughs> I, do all my pers- so do I. <laughs> I do all my personal stuff through State Farm, and I love State Farm. Um, but I just want to make that, that disclaimer. We need to change yep. that one of these days and get State Farm to <laughs> We'll to work on that, absolutely. 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 So... so Scott, why why do you why in your opinion, um, and you're a landlord too, yep. why, why do you think that we need renter's insurance? Well, you know it's interesting. So you know most of us have pro- uh, uh, property coverage, which is the coverage for the rental dwelling. So we have coverage for the actual property. So we're thinking in our minds as as landlords, well, you know what do I care whether they cover their stuff or not? You know, right. and but what we see consistently in the industry is. Um, you know, several different things. You know, first of all, in an electrical fire, let's take it as an example, um, the, the, a lot of times your tenants are going to look at you and say, well, wait, I didn't have anything to do with this. The house right. burned because of something electrically. Wasn't my fault. Wasn't my fault. And now all my contents are burned. Now, legally, do we have a liability? Uh, maybe not. Maybe we can avoid getting out of that. Um, but we also have a tenant sitting there who maybe has been a good tenant having a really bad experience because they feel like, you know, your house you know, th- this happened. And so really what renter's insurance does as, you know, from a landlord perspective is it does a couple things. Number one, it allows the uh, renter to, ha- to have some kind of peace of mind that, hey, heaven forbid, if something happens, most renter's insurance, other than just like the liability stuff and that, uh, have some semblance of a place to go. So in that electrical fire situation, they'll have a clause in there where they're going to put them up in a, a hotel or something like that. And that tenant's not standing there looking at you saying, oh, well, you know, what, what am I supposed to do? I mean, you're going to get me a hotel. Well, who's paying the Ritz-Carlton that, bill tonight? That's right. right. And most of the time it won't be the Ritz-Carlton, but hey, at least it's a <laughs> roof over their head and, and some right. things. And then they also will provide some resources as well for temporary clothing. I mean, it depends on the situation, but in a fire situation where um, really they could have lost everything to smoke or to the fire itself. Um, it, uh, it it provides some semblance of coverage. So really what it does by demanding having renter's insurance 
is it takes a lot of that off of your plate. And most landlords don't understand how inexpensive it is. I mean, sometimes we feel like, well, you know, I've, I've got rents and my renters kind of squeezing themselves to get the rent paid. Right. Um, but really, we're talking for probably less than they buy a pizza on the weekend, um, having a month's worth of rent right. insurance. Um, the second piece of it from a landlord perspective is the liability piece. You know, heaven forbid we have a renter that uh, has a party of some kind or something, and now there's somebody suing. Okay, even though as a landlord I didn't have anything really to do with that, it seems like in today's world you're going to be listed as one of the you know one of the liability people on that, especially if that guy has nothing from a liability perspective. So it allows you to be a little bit insulated from that situation, and there's some resources there that maybe will avoid that situation if it can be it can be taken care of. Okay, so let me kind of recap and, and retalk. We just talked about two concepts, but take me through take me through real quick. Say I own a fourplex. Uh-huh. Okay. The whole fourplex burns down. One guy has renter's insurance and the other three don't. Take me through kind of how would that one person be treated differently than the other three by paying that monthly content liability coverage. Perfect. Perfect. So I actually have an example of that. So years ago I had a uh a apartment fire where I had uh, uh, 16 units in a, of an apartment complex. And um, in that apartment complex, uh, two people uh, dating, getting an argument. They've got food on the stove. Guy chases his girlfriend outside to continue the argument. And the stove catches fire and the place burns to the ground. 16 units. Oh, 16 burned. units. Okay. okay. Well, luckily, uh, I showed up because I knew it was kind of a tragedy thing. It was close to my office, came there. In that 16 unit, one of them had renters, which was my particular client. My client, we loaded up. I got him down at the at Marriott and got him taken care of. Gave him some money for some food and and uh, and some you know clothing and things to get them you know going and, and and comfortable. The other 15 people that were affected ended up going down to the Red Cross, and right. they ended up putting him in a gym of a I think it was a junior high or something like that. I don't remember exactly where they all went. Um, but it was kind of interesting because that was probably the best marketing tool I ever had because I received several phone calls from each of those tenants later on saying, you know, hey, listen, I mean, that you showed up and, 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 right. and took these people away and, and gave them a great situation, and we feel like we were, you know, kind of, you know, destitute. And um, it actually worked out to be a great marketing tool. And back in, in, in that time, it was early in my career, Really, renter's insurance was hardly ever talked about. In fact, uh, most apartment complexes didn't demand it, where today most apartment complexes have some demand for it. So if if they're demanding, and I think it's pretty reasonable for us to be able, as individual landlords, say, you know, because it's kind of common in the industry to, to, to require that. Right. Um, Right, no, it is. It's it's common to require it. It it's hard to enforce it. That's right. right. That's what the rent perfect system kind of enforces that. And you know, it, insurance is interesting to me because you really don't see the value of insurance until you see the tragedy. Right, uh, absolutely. When life is going good, why do I need insurance? Why do I need to pay you? But all of a sudden, now sixteen units burned down, and you're holding my hand through a tragic situation. Now all of a sudden, uh, you're a hero. Yeah. You know, you're a guy taking my money until you're the hero. Absolutely. And then everybody else has to see it and go, oh, yeah, I get I, it. I always use this analogy. You know, a lot of times insurance, we're the dentist. You know, nobody really likes to go to the dentist. Uh-huh. And we're miserable when we're at the dentist. 
Um, but we're sure glad the dentists exist when we've got our toothache right. and we, we're, we're in a really bad situation. And so, you know, one of the other things that I would recommend uh, for sure is um, when you do this uh, requiring of the renter's insurance, you can add your name as the landlord as an additional insured or additional interest, sometimes I'll call it. Um, wonderful thing. What that allows you to do is, is if there is a cancellation of non-payment or something like that, you're going to get a notification as well. So it, it allows that, you know, your, your, your renter can't just say, Hey, listen, um, I'm going to buy one month's worth and then right. uh, out of my, out of sight, out of mind. It allows you to kind of have some semblance of control to be able to make sure that that policy stays in force. And, and really for the amount of money you're paying, you're, you're gaining a lot of peace of mind and headache in your own life. Heaven forbid something were to happen. I think this is a good time to throw in there that you need to have this clause in your lease that we require renter's insurance. If you, if for some reason your renter's insurance laps, you must, you know, comply with the lease and, and get it back into full force. Because if you don't have renter's insurance, we're not responsible for any content you have, anything that you have. And so I would make sure that's in your lease to make sure that you could point to that at the end as you feel guilty and they're saying, what are you going to do? All my stuff is burned up because of your, your fire and your problem. Your lease says, I'm sorry, you signed on this. This was our agreement. And you were supposed to have that covered, not me. So it really, yep. really protects you. Make sure that's, that's and, in And most lease. of the time, you know, when we've done it as a recommendation, in my experience, it doesn't usually happen. Doesn't it just happen. doesn't. I mean, and so, you know, I would definitely have that clause um, that they do have that and that they do have to provide proof. Um, and maybe even the clause in there to ha- make sure that you're listed as an additional interest. And there again, it just makes the whole process easier. And if you go in with that expectation up front, right. it seems to be acceptable. But if we have to add it later, it becomes a little bit of a of a hassle sometimes. So, so Scott, I really, and we touched a little bit on this, so let's, let's really clarify this. I really require the liability portion of it. Yep. And in Rent Perfect, it's $4.51, right? Yep. I don't know what it is at State Farm. But, um, you know, I would recommend getting content coverage just for them. But really for me, the liability portion is so huge. And, and so can you give us a situation where the, the tenant's liability would save us from filing on our insurance policy, right? Yep. And we would go through their liability policy. Because I always like to know, you know, sometimes insurance to me is like, I'm never going to use it and I never can use it. But actually, this liability portion will work when what? Yeah. So liability piece go, comes into effect when there's something on the property that maybe the renter was liable for. Maybe the easiest situation, and we talk about dogs, we talk about uh, trampolines and things like that. But let's say, for example, I'm having a, a get-together at my home and something goes sideways and all of a sudden there's somebody who's injured or, or there's a problem. Um, you know, all of a sudden in today's world, it just seems like we've got lawsuits coming at us, you mm-hmm. know. Well, really, you're creating a piece of insulation that allows us to say, hey, listen, Go to that that party's insurance originally. They, I mean, I didn't have anything to do with it. I was a landlord. I, I was at my home. I didn't invite him yeah, over. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have anything, anything to do right. with that. But if there is not a liability piece and there is some some semblance of liability or, or someone's injured severely or things like that, mm-hmm. they're always going to come in and, and try and get what they can. I mean, that's kind of just the world we live in. And so this allows you to kind of insulate yourself with just the liability piece. And, you know, customarily, it all just depends on – you know, in today's world, we individually rate all kinds of stuff. But, you know, you're, you're paying, you know, let's say right around $5, you know, for that liability piece. 
to add the other pieces that include, you know, getting them to the hotel, covering their stuff so they're not looking mm-hmm. at you, you're really talking another $5 a month. I mean, sometimes it'll be 7 so or 8 So decent content, full package yeah. policy, 10 15 bucks 10, a 15 month. 10 15 bucks a month. That's 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 very very common for just a basic okay. policy. And there again, it's just it just takes a lot of the burden off of you as the landlord because most right. of us, I mean, we have hearts, you know, we have kids, we have, right. you know, we have hearts. And, and when that person's saying, Hey, listen, I mean, there's, there was an electrical fire or there was something I had no, no control I and mean, lightning struck the home. They're going to kind of look at us sometimes and us as human beings are going to feel sorry for those people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, we do, I mean, and, yeah. and that's just what it is. And, and, and the, and the reality of it is, you know, that at 10 or 12 or 15 bucks a month, they're paying and they're paying it. I mean, obviously you know, I'm not paying it, but they're paying right. it. But if I can demand that now I look like a great guy and it doesn't, I don't really have to get knee deep in it. And it just, it just insulates everything. I think a little bit from a liability perspective, as well as some of the property coverage isn't that. So I get a phone call uh, probably about a year ago and uh, my uh, tenant says, Hey, the home is totally flooded. The whole half of the house, the bedrooms, the bathrooms, totally flooded. Um, coming out of the bathroom, not, not a phone call you want to get, yeah. right? I'm not a full-time <laughs> landlord. I've got other things I'm doing, and right in the middle of my day of, of yeah. doing other things, and now I've got to, like, stop everything and deal with this water crisis, right? Yeah. It's going underneath the floorboards. It's going into the bedrooms. The carpet's soaked, you know, and so I'm thinking, man, where is this water coming from? So I, I, I drop everything. I head over there, and uh, I go into this, this home and kind of go back to where it is, and I'm slopping through, you know, water on the mm-hmm. tile, and uh, I'm I'm looking for a leak. I'm like I don't I can't see where this water's coming from. Did you turn the water off? No, I didn't turn the water off. I'm like, do you know how this water got here? And she's like, well, my three year old <laughs> dumped something down the toilet, and then thought it was fun to continue to flush the toilet while it overflowed. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, not not to be rude or anything, but first thing is like, how look at all this water? How, how long has she been flushing this toilet? <laughs> You know, like, what were you doing? Yeah, you know, right. I mean, this is a half an hour of flush, <laughs> flush, flush. Well, they had they had renter's insurance. Yep. And uh, I explained to them that, listen, this, if it would have been a, a, a leaky pipe, if it would have been something that broke, I'd be more than happy to cover it. But yep. this is your daughter who's causing this issue. This is your problem. Mm-hmm. And so they went ahead and uh, filed the claim through their renter's insurance and covered it. Yep. You know, and uh, they were probably asking, why are we, why are we covering a flood? That's the landlords. But when they heard the story that it was yep. who caused it and how yep. it would happen, Absolutely. They, they wrote the check and, and figured it out. And so for me, I've had personal experience with having my tenants have a liability policy that saved me. Now, I've also talked to a lot of people around this country that told me stories about dogs knocking over people down yeah, the steps oh yeah. in the oh front, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Kids hurting themselves on, on trampolines, uh, people falling down stairways, um, you know, all kinds of different things that actually this liability will kick in or should kick in. You never know, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you don't. It you all know, depends on the Everyone's going to file claims yeah. and point fingers, but it's certainly, you said, insulate yourself. And if it's free to me and it's cheap to my residents, I'm just going to require it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's prudent. And you have a great example there. What a great example of, of a liability claim. I mean, basically, you're liable because someone in your household, you know, cause the damage. And so that's a great example there again of, of just knowing, you know, and, and there again, I mean, a lot of our renters are month to month, right? You know, so had they not had the renter's insurance and now you're looking at them saying, hey, we got a $10,000 claim here. Most, a lot of your renters just going to look at you with starry eyed saying, well, 
sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm filing that claim on my insurance. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, which and, then and might raise my rate on that particular property. It might raise my rate on other properties. I I don't know exactly absolutely. how that's going to affect me. I just know that insurance companies don't write out ten twenty thousand dollar checks and then don't get their money back somehow. Absolutely, no, absolutely. You know? And and there again, it's insulating our own situation where people are liable for the things they do, which you know right. that that's life. And if it were my issue, I would be liable. You know, I would certainly right. have taken, had it been a leaky pipe or things like that, then you would have taken care of it on your own end. And so there again, it's an insulation is really all it is. We're insulating ourselves. And, and, and as, as a lot of us landlords that own homes and stuff like that, we have other jobs. We have other businesses. We have other things that we're doing. And, um, you know, these things can sure put a wrench in, in all your other stuff and, and, and tamper your businesses and stuff like that. Um, based on a loss like this. So it just really helps you insulate all that. You do make an interesting point because in my particular situation, when I found out the daughter was flushing the toilet, it almost didn't become my problem anymore. It wasn't on my shoulders. It was back to them, hey, sorry. (laughs) And then I could go about my day and not have this burden of, hey, did they show up? Did they dry out the house? Did they they, they put the back? Did the carpet company come? Did All of a sudden I'm like, hey, that's you're dealing with that whole situation. You just saved me tons of hours of time yep. and heartache because I just put that responsibility on you. So yep. not to keep, you know, well, and, and going on back a, over in there. a liability situation. I mean, if you have an incident at your home and now we have, you know, attorneys and, and, you know, different people knocking on our door, looking at us saying, Hey, listen, even though it wasn't your fault, we're still listing you or trying to hold you liable mm-hmm. there again. What kind of effect is that going to have on your other businesses, your life, just even trying to protect yourself to say, Hey, listen, I don't have anything to do with this. I mean, there's right. nothing I had anything to do with, you know, you're still going to have to deal with it. And there's certain things that right. are, it's going to take your time, kind of what you're saying. And there's just kind of a peace of mind knowing that, Hey, listen, they have the coverage. They've paid for the coverage and go there first. And if something else comes about, I'll certainly deal with that. But it just makes it a little bit easier and, and lets us do what we do best to to have right. the resources to buy a, buy that rental home and buy another one. So. Now, here's something else I think about, too, is, um, okay, they don't have liability insurance. They're afraid to tell me about it. They get out their towels and their fans, and my flooring's got mold underneath it, and, and they move out. And I never knew this happened. And all of a sudden, my place is damaged. And it's damaged at a pretty good point. These these renters that I had don't have ten thousand dollars to write me a check. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it it gives them a way out too to make sure my home is properly taken care of. So there's just there's just so many little things about it that you know, I don't know why we just absolutely don't put our foot down and demand it. I think we should. I do. Yeah. And I want to convince you know my uh, rent perfect nation to do the same thing. Yeah, and let, we make it yeah. easy for you. Let me, let me give you one other suggestion as well. I just had this incident come up recently. Some of us rent homes to multiple tenants. You know, sometimes you'll have single people in there that'll have three and four people in there. We do want to make sure in our contracts that we're telling them that each individual person has to have the renter's coverage. Now, they can go to an insurance company and together be on a policy oh, really? and pay. They can. Um, but what happened in a, in a current situation is, you know, you had, they had a couple tenants. One of them had the renters thinking it was for everybody. Well, in the insurance industry, we cover the named insured. We don't. We got to know who's insuring because we we love to know as many facts as we can. Right. In this particular case, she had uh, another tenant had come in and got upset and did a lot of the stuff that you kind of had talked in your intro, uh, ruining the home. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and obviously this person you know left and was all upset and took off. Well, there's really nothing to go after. And here these other you know people that are sharing the home are sitting there saying. Well, we can't live. We can't function. Well, how's this going to happen? And 
And and so unfortunately, you know, now it turns back to the landlord because he's dealing with because right. he has a house that's unusable, and we have no way to go back and liability hold this person because there's nothing to hold them. So, you know, just a tidbit of something I've had come up recently. Uh, make sure that if we have multiple tenants, that they do have their own named insured policies. Um, I think that is great insight. I don't rent by the room, but yeah. so many people nowadays with this, you know, this kind of this whole Airbnb concept of, hey, man, I can make more money renting by the room and being under the same roof. That's great advice. Every single person you rent to, even if they're under the same roof, they each individually need their policy. Absolutely. Now, Scott, if if the one that did the damage in that scenario had mm-hmm. Renters insurance would the renters insurance cover that damage? Absolutely, it's liability. You can. And in. who who would file that claim? Because do, doesn't the renter have to file his own claim, or could you go directly to their renter uh, insurance company and say, "This is what they did. I want to file a claim." Absolutely, you can. You could. Absolutely, you can. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in a good example, this is a lot of time on the auto insurance side. Mm-hmm. Someone will hit me in their car, and uh, I I call their insurance company and say, "Listen, right. they hit me," and for some reason, people think, "Well, if I don't call, I'm not liable." Well, the reality of it is, you know, you're still liable. Now, we have certain restrictions and things we have to do to reach out to that particular client. Right. But, you know, after a period of time, we, you know, we we say, hey, listen, if that client can't call us back to tell us kind of their side, then we're assuming that there is some semblance of liability. So So the renter's insurance works the same way. I can file a claim even though I'm not the person on the policy. Uh, Absolutely. And they're going to reach out to that person, try and get their side and make sure that they, you know, that, that there isn't something going on here. Um, but if that person decides not to call back or something, they're still liable for it. I mean, right. there's still a liability there. So, well, I think you've given us so much information. We need to take it and digest it, and really, it really just comes down to trusting that you need renter's insurance and having a system in place that makes sure that your tenants do have this at least the liability point. Uh, but we really like contents covered too. But that's up to them. Yeah, um, Scott, thank you so much. Yeah, well, thanks for appreciate being, thanks that, for all those years of yeah. expertise and and really digging in on why do we need renter's insurance. It's been great, and I appreciate it. And a lot of the things I talk about are just general insurance information. Some of them apply to, you know, the company I work for. But, you know, there again, you know, just get just get it taken care of. That's what I would tell you. I mean, as much as, you know, I, I love my company and I, I represent it, and I think, you know, I think the world of it, uh, just make sure you've got some semblance. And I promise you that if you'll do this, it really just makes an, our lives a little easier as landlords and, and makes the process better. So no matter who your insurance agent, run all this by them. Make sure what we're saying is uh, in line with their philosophy and what they think. And I think with that general information, they would yep. agree with Absolutely. most of it. I don't think we've said anything that's out of <laughs> out of school here. But uh, make sure they have renter's insurance. And until next time, continue to rent perfect.